duality. Actually, the topic is duality, but that's how you seem to arrive at where you already are, which is non-duality, is by seeing what you're not, yeah? Because any sense of having to arrive somewhere implies that you're somewhere else. In this case, in non-duality, I would say its presentation is you are what you're looking for already. So basically, there's no arrival in this, uh, in this topic, and, and hence, therefore, there's no departure either. So if there's a belief that I've departed from the spirit or whatever you want to call it, that belief in this view is erroneous, yeah? So basically, how can you arrive at where you already are? Well, you see where, where, where you're not, basically. And in seeing where you're not, when that ignorance is dispelled, then there's the sense of where you are. You can't produce the sense of where you are because you're there already, but you can sort of produce the sense by seeing what you're not. Yeah? So by seeing what you're not, you get a hit of what you are. I don't know why it works that way. I'd imagine it works that way because you're it. Yeah. And we already believe we're something already. And basically all our journeys and all our excursions and all our paths and all our lifetime uh, processes start from that reference point. And if that reference point is not correct, then um, you'll probably get the results you've gotten basically. And then those results aren't really seen because we keep turning everything on ourselves and blaming ourselves for not doing enough or not meditating longer or not stretching out more or not this or not that, da 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 But in fact, they're all, to me, mistakes because you are exactly as you are right now because you're not this. You, you are what you're looking for because it's what's looking that we're looking for, as St. Francis says. It's very clear. What's looking is what you and I are looking for. It doesn't say who's looking because we believe we're looking from a who already. That's what's disguising what's looking. Yeah, is there's an identification with the what with a who. So who's looking motivates all the seeking for what we already are. Yes. So it's really just a, a correction that was never even needed. Yeah, because you're not correcting a real mistake. It's an imagined mistake. We're ident we're in the act. Well, we're not. There's a listening to these mental processes, thoughts and feeling, you know, perceptions, the interpretation of those, memories, and all those mental processes you could say are in the act of already being identified as a self. Yeah. So when we're relying on that as our GPS, as our navigational system, as our interpreter and narrator of what's happening it's uh, it's based on a mistake so and that mistake is echoed by all these cryptic statements which is the seeker is the sort you know what's looking is what you're looking for you can't use the buddha to seek the buddha you can't use mind to seek mind you can't use light to seek light why is that? Because you're Buddha, mind, and light. That's why. It's not like light and Buddha and mind are forbidden to you, or you've done such terrible things, you can never use the Buddha. But the fact is, you are that, which we are attempting to use. 
So we're attempting to use awareness to become aware when we are awareness. Yeah. I mean, how can that go? How can that go well, really? So the idea of non-duality is basically arrived at by seeing duality and then seeing duality like a great, there was a great Zen treatise called Faith Mind. It's been translated many ways. One of the ways is beautiful where the guy goes through all this stuff about, hey, you don't have to check, you know, you don't have to find the truth. Just stop cherishing your own opinions and all this stuff. And then at the end, the guy says, all you need to do is yell out, not two, not two. It's not yell out one. It's not two. Yeah. It's not subject object. It's not think or thought. It's not do or doing. It's not see or seeing. None of that is true. That's an interpretation that we sort of get stuck in. And then when we're stuck in it, trying to get out of it reinforces the in. Yeah. That's the dilemma. So if that is seemingly so, your desire to make it unso makes it more seemingly so. So you realize the futility of trying to get out of what you're not with what you're not. That's the simple thing. It's like a rude awakening, really. There's a rude awakening that I'm not going to pull it off. I can't get out of myself as myself. Yeah. You're not going to transcend an imaginary place. You're never going to escape from an imaginary problem. Or yeah, This is just the way it is. These are shoes we're putting out. If they fit, wear them. If you don't agree, then wear your old shoes, and they'll probably lead you back to another shoe store, and maybe the next time you put these on, they'll fit. You know, You can't really lose. Basically, if you don't believe it, if it's so, at least for you, you're going to come to believing it. Yeah, you'll see it yeah, sooner or later. So maybe you won't be like, you won't be thankful to me, you know, maybe eight years from now. But I'm, I don't care. I'm totally into delayed gratification. Yeah, all I want to do is slip the message in there. <laughs> and I never go, I don't go tending the garden i just throw the seeds in yeah i have faith in what's there i have you are i have faith that you are what you're looking for and so how much how much prodding do we need yeah all you got to do is uh it's like an old if you had an old american car and it stalled and you couldn't it wasn't turning over and you're with a friend and so you ask your friend hey get out go out in the trunk there's a there's a can of gasoline let's open up the the hood, uh, take off the air filter, there's the carburetor. Hey, bro, put a couple of drops of gas in there, not a lot, just a couple. I'll turn it, and then the carburetor ignites, and now the car runs. If you keep pouring gas in it, it floods it, yeah? It cuts off again. This is the case with this message. It's an invitation. It's not an eight-year master class, yeah? It's not a huge dissertation and you're gonna have to do a, a thesis on it after four years it's an invitation we're putting out some ideas some of us when when you're introduced to the ideas there'll be a feeling you already knew those ideas they just weren't let's say activated so to speak so it doesn't take much and then it you can see it like when you're sitting in my position it's hard here but in, at a regular live meeting, you'll see the light go on, yeah? It's not even like if the light goes on, the door that was blocking it opens. It's, it's not like even a light goes on, the light's always on, but that 
that whatever was obstructing it is removed and there's a seeing, you know? Or you feel like it resonated or it was like an unspoken yes. There's a lot of ways to translate it, but there's the whack. That's the Zen bitch slap. That's the spiritual subpoena. Yeah, that's the spiritual sperm. It arrived at the, mo the mother egg, you know, and your mind has conceived the possibility. I'm not that. And then hence it can entertain. I can be free of it. Yeah, I can be free of what I'm not quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite easy to be free, to be free from what you're not because you're not it. You know, it's just that simple. <laughs> it's going to be very hard to be free as that because you're not it. <laughs> but the freedom from it is incredibly easy, in a sense, because it's already inherently available. Trying to be free as that is going to be a hard slog. It may take lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> but freedom from it is an inherent condition, really. And so you just see what you're not. You see, it's sort of like if you look at the mental state, like thoughts, let's say, and memories, and then the interpretation of perceptions, you know, the, the, the sense gates coming in, they're all like pointing at an imaginary you. Yeah, that's all they're doing. When we're thought about in the past, in the memory, you're pictured as a body. When you're worrying about yourself in the future, you're worrying about yourself as a body. Yeah? The thoughts live under the assumption that you're the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser, and all of those attributes are imaged as a body a long-lasting, separate, independent thing that has choice and this and that. And if I'm fucked, I did it. If I'm unfucked, some power greater than me that did it. Yeah. So it's a weird situation. So all this stuff is like pointing. They're pointing at nothing, really. But if we follow the pointing, we image the nothing into a something. Yeah. And there goes Paul. And now Paul becomes the reference point. And everything is given meaning from Paul. Yeah? And Paul's been given an ignorant meaning that Paul's the center of the universe. That Paul is worthy to be thought about all day. <laughs> Paul, but, they, but then Paul, in a lot of rude uh, experiences, realizes Paul's own vested interest is what's jackpotting Paul. Yeah? When I was really in trying to to arrive at happy joy and freedom as much as possible, I always ended up having to be managed by other people. I'd go to jail or institutions for years. Yeah, because, and I would say, these people do a better job with my life than I ever did. And they have no interest in me. I have a huge amount of interest in me and it doesn't seem to be working. They have no interest in me and it's working a whole lot better. Well, that's sort of a strange, Rec, you know, recognition. You would assume if I was really back, you know, backing Paul with everything, Paul would go great, but it's the opposite. Yeah. So, yeah, the non duality is just not two. If you want to study duality, it, it's basically rooted in a sense of dualism, which is subject object, really. Yeah. And so, right here in this event, 
there's an object that the mental state claims to be the subject, yeah? So the object is given the attribution, the attributes of the subject. So the object is what's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, when it actually isn't, yeah? The eyes don't see anything. The eyes facilitate an activity that is driven by consciousness, yes? The eye, if, if, if I got run over for the third time this life, and I pretty much was dead, but my, nothing happened to my face, thank God. I want to look good in the casket, you know. Thank God. It'll just save my face. So, <laughs> if they took the eye out of my dead head, I don't know if they can do this now, but I'm sure they'll be able to, and put it in a live body, that eye would facilitate seeing. Though in a dead body, it's not facilitating anything. Yeah? The eye itself is capable, but there's no juice there. Yeah? So the eye isn't seeing. Yeah? The ears aren't hearing. They facilitate hearing and seeing. Yeah? So the idea that, we're, that the body is, is the producer of consciousness, to me, is ridiculous. It's totally off. It's sort of like, you know, you're worshiping, uh, you, instead of worshiping the water that, that brings great life to the garden, you're worshiping the hose, yeah? Yeah, I, you know, I value the hose. It has, a, it has a role. It performs a direction, but it's not the source of the water. Yeah, it's a hose. So basically, I would see this more as a hose, and then there's things moving through the hose. Now, the weird thing is, with the identification itself, everything that moves through the hose, if it's bad, is claimed immediately. <laughs> I'm doing that. If it isn't, I maybe give great virtue to a God that's doing it. Yeah. But anything that's not good is definitely coming from me. <laughs> you don't see when you're out there using drugs, you had a higher power too. Now that you're sober and everything's going well, you're constantly giving it gratitude and grace. That's great. But you should look at the God that was before you got sober and give it the credit for all the shit that happened. Keep, take, keep not claiming you, you to have the one who did it all, but to recognize a foreign installment was, was motivating it, yes? Then for then there would be a freedom from the guilt and shame that the mental state keeps harvesting about behaviors you did in the past. Yeah. Where's the freedom from that? Where's the freedom from that? The freedom isn't that you forgive all the doing, you have to see you're not the doer, yeah? That's where the forgiveness lies. So, all right, I've ranted long enough. Uh, let me go. Yeah, so if you want to open it up or whatever. Sure, raise your hands if you want to ask a question. Um, I'll mention too that, uh, you know, the, there's medical doctors that investigate people that now they can tell by MRIs or have nothing wrong with their brains. So they quote unquote can see, but they're not seeing. They're, they're you know, and they used to just think that was hysteria as opposed to now maybe believing that they're actually not seeing. You don't, have to, you don't, even, you don't even have to be dead to not be able to use your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris Gilmore's got a hand in his box. Maybe I'll unmute him and see if he wants to talk. 
Oh, Howard from Oklahoma City, yes. Donna, Kerry. Can you unmute yourself, Chris? David is in the dock up there. Mike is only half a man. There he goes. I see him now. Phil Sidney, representing Oz. That's very good. Peter. I have Daz has Daz has a the hand up. Okay. Well, Chris was trying to, I think, but I guess he's having problems and or I don't know where his Izzy has a beautiful picture. Thanks, Izzy. Okay. Well, Daz, go ahead and unmute yourself if you're ready. Hi, I'm Daz. Hello. Oh, I just want to follow on from what you've just been talking about and just ask um, what happens to the um, unconscious, the conscious, the spirit when, when we die? Why don't you wait and find out? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Can you imagine if... Uh... Yeah, I don't know is a good state. Okay. Yeah, I like I don't know with a nice large dose of pragmatism. So what's causing a disease right now isn't really, I don't know what's going to happen to me when I die. It could be, but it's usually just, you know, just, you know, the mental state's making shit out of nothing, yeah? And what's not happening? I'd much rather, uh, you know, sort of target this event instead of what's going to happen when we leave, yeah? Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't. All right, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Nice to see you, bro. And you. Yeah. Remember, you're never probably going to experience your own death. It's just going to be other people. <laughs> you'll be gone other people have a story about your dying you won't <laughs> the only thing is that's interested in what's going to happen after death is that which thinks it's alive <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you lived the whole life preparing for this moment? Yeah. Which some spirituality is about, really. They're trying to prepare for that transition moment. Yes. So they try to practice tons of stuff, tons of stuff. And let's say, you know, if you've been listening to the head, I'm not saying there's a you, but if there's been a listening to the head, habitually for a long, long time, you're sort of on a delay, yeah? Something happens and then the head shows up and tries to tell you about it. <laughs> yes? So what happens? So here you go. You're sitting, you're waiting, you're going to say, you know, it's like specific weather forecast now that they'll tell you it's going to rain at one twelve in the afternoon. Well, the doctors have you down in eight more seconds, you're going. <laughs> so there you are. There you are, there you are. And then suddenly, just before you pass, you pass away, the bus is right there and everything, your head says, you really blew it. <laughs> so all the preparation got blown by the last little step. <laughs> so I don't think anyone knows that, you know, the, 
the voice in our head is going to die with the body. So when you pass away, there's not going to be something that's going to tell you, hey, you just passed away. <laughs> so if you the voice box goes with the body, yeah, it just shuts off at the same time. The voice box isn't an independent, eternal lasting fucking narration that leaves. <laughs> so it's probably going to get caught by surprise completely. <laughs> It's just like when I got run over by the car. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to get run over by the car until I got run over by the car. <laughs> I had no advance warning. I just got run over by a car. It was like there was no, uh oh, <laughs> no. It was just it was all an afterthought. The head. Oh, this is why you got run over. It gave me the whole story. But none of his fucking great knowledge prevented me getting run over by the car. <laughs> you would most, if you're going to rely on something so much, you would hope that it was a good forecaster, not a fucking narrator. Yeah. After the fact, you'd like to see maybe it would have kept me from getting run over by the car. <laughs> it didn't have a clue what was going to happen. It's like going to a psychic and they miss the biggest aspect of your whole life. <laughs> oh, you're going to have a date or whatever, but oh, by the way, you're going to get run over twice by one car. <laughs> no. Oh, I missed that point. <laughs> you would think that would be a pretty big point to miss. Eh? <laughs> Just one of those days. It seems very funny to me. <laughs> if you totaled up the wrong and rightness of your forecaster, it would have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> it's usually wrong about most anything and everything. Oh, I know what this party's going to be like. I know how they're going to, you know, it's always, I always love that constant surprise of how wrong one I'm not is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to yeah, is, Kane. Is Kane just figured out how to raise her hand. So she's, you know how to unmute yourself too? Also, Tony wants to go later. Yeah. Don't worry, Tony. We'll get to you. You got to put your, your hand up. Never mind. We'll get you after this. All right. Where's Iz? Uh, oh, no. I think I know who this is. Oh, that's cool. Kiss, I like that sunflower, Chris. Where are you? Where's uh, Kane? I don't know where they, uh, they are, Mike. Go ahead. I don't see anybody. I don't hear anybody. I just see all these people staring at me intently. <laughs> anyway, it's always good to see the great one because the reflection is beautiful. Oh, uh, this is my publicist. Can you hear me? <laughs> my publicist. 
Uh, yeah, I hear you, bro. It's good hey, to I don't know what happens when I die. I just want to be present. But hey, I really appreciate you being here. And I want you to know that I've been a big fan of yours for a lot, a lot of years. And everybody that's here that's new, this guy has a lot to offer. All you got to do is listen. Anyway, I just wanted to chime in and say hi. Thanks, man. Check is in the mail. Thank you. All right. Who's, let's get Tony. You see Tony Koresh? Mike? She's waving. She has difficulty with the in it, the, uh, the stuff. Okay, Mike. let me go down the list then. Tony? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you got to unmute yourself. Yeah, I don't see Tony in the list. My list is not matching. It's T. Koresh. T. Koresh. She's right underneath Izzy and next to Norman. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't ha I have you on speaker view, so I don't have the same gallery that you do. All right, oh, well, it's T. It's T. Karash. T. Karash. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's waving frantically, like a car is broken down. I don't find her, so. Well, we'll get back to you, Tony. Sit down. He can't get you. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next hand. Oh, I see T. There's a T. Okay. I see. Okay. I'm muting T. Crush now. All right. T. Crush. Okay. Hopefully. I hope. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, oh, no. I'm just. Do you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. On the subject. Of death. What? On the subject of what? Of, of, of death, you know, as I keep hammering over. Uh, I mean, it seems this entity is very afraid of dying, you know. I mean, we, we're almost born to. So did, whatever we are, this, this with the brain and everything is afraid of dying. Or well, whatever we're not is afraid of dying. Yeah, whatever we're not. Yes. That's a tough one to swallow. Well, for whatever you're not, definitely. <laughs> Seriously, it is. That which is identified as a body can't picture itself being anything other than a body. Yes? That's yeah. the dilemma. It's not that your mind can't picture itself as being anything other than a body, but when you're identified as a body, the system protects itself. Yeah. Yeah. You're having you you as what you're not is terrified of dying because you have a lot of ideas how it's going to be, which have no merit whatsoever. Literally. Mm -hmm. you're, you're very sure of what you're completely really unsure of. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not gonna recognize your sister or whatever, all this stuff. Yes? Yeah, because I've known you and I have known each other. And this is your big boogaboo, seemingly, is dying. What's going to happen? There's going to be a void, emptiness. But see, you have a lot of meaning to the emptiness and void. Yeah? So the only, the only trick we have to offer isn't trying to change those opinions, is to see you're not that which is holding those opinions. That's all. That's where the lightness comes from. The lightness doesn't come from rehabilitating or changing the opinions of that which thinks it has those opinions. It's seeing you're not that. Yeah. That's where the lightness comes from. Yeah. The lightness doesn't come from 
a total rehabilitation of what you're not to work incredibly fantastically at all times. I see that as pointless. It's about recognizing you're not that. And what happens is the meaning that's coming through what you're not to what it's engaged with after it, yeah, is based on being that which you're not. The wallop of, of thinking about what's going to be, what it, the fear that you have about dying isn't about dying, it's about you dying, you. Yes, the identification as the one who's dying. That's where the fear lies. Yeah. So we're just weakening that. I don't care about people having fear and dying. I care about, well, is that you or isn't that you that has that fear? Because if it isn't you, you'll lose interest in that fear about dying. Yes? You don't have fear about everyone else on the planet dying, probably. <laughs> you may have fear about your immediate family. Some people, you want them to die, like past <laughs> relationships and shit. Yeah? So basically, it isn't like a blanket fear of everyone dying. It's you. Yeah? Yeah. What you are going to lose. Yeah. And yeah. in that process, the process... The belief that you're gonna lose is covering up a losing right now. You see, this yeah. is the weird thing. The identification is what you're not is always afraid of losing what it thinks it has or not getting what it wants, but you're losing right there and then. Being occupied by the, all that anxiety and agitation is sort of you're losing the ability to enjoy peace of mind. So the fear of a, a future, you know, robbery is covering up the robbery now. <laughs> the fear of being enslaved later, later is part of the enslavement now. Yeah. Good. No who's really worried about dying, the dead already. The dead already, the vertical corpses rolling around, the vertical coffins rolling around, they're petrified of dying because they're still hoping they'll be living sometime, somewhere when the conditions change in the future. But in fact, they're dying now. Yeah? Someone who's living isn't afraid of dying. Someone who's dead is afraid of dying. You're not that. Something that never lived is afraid of dying. Yeah. Yeah. I see. But see, this thing is, all of this anxiety about a future thing is really the, the smokescreen of the heist now. Yeah? You're enslaved to those concepts. It ruins your day, and you're not even dead. We're not even dead, and the fear of dying is ruining our day. That's insane. It's happening soon enough. Why would you want to bring it into seeming existence now when it doesn't exist? You're alive. Don't you see that as slavery? Yeah, but, but, but then you're also enslaved to the people that you love, you know, and... Uh, you're not. 
Who says that? You're enslaved to the people that you love? Because you don't want to lose them in the end, you know. But you've already lost you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where that's where I I need to get there, where I lose this. No, don't you have to see you're not that that needs to get there. Why not? It's the easiest, softer way. This whole thing, I need to get there, I've got to get out of there, I've got to get better. All it does is promote what you're not. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. so much meaning rushes in. I gotta get I gotta get there. Who says that? <laughs> the little fucking thing playing God up there. You gotta get there. Who no I'm not am I provoking any of that? This is all about disarming all that stuff. This isn't a call to arms. <laughs> I want the people have their the, the last permission they're seeking is their own to be okay. Mm-hmm. There's always like requirements necessary to be freaking okay. And they change at the whim and at the drop of a hat. There's no need to improve what you are. None. You can't. You are that. Yeah? What happens is there's an acceptance of what you're not finally because you're not that. Yes? Yeah. How easily are you going to accept you as what you're not? Yeah, you're gonna find fault and so many things that omitted or committed. You've been sentenced a long time ago as this action figure. You're just living a probation on parole or a sentence, really. Yeah, You've been convicted. You can't give yourself permission to be okay because you've done too many heinous things or terrible things or whatever, man. It's slavery, I'm telling you, slavery. There's a possibility at hand right now that doesn't need any improvement, doesn't need any traveling, doesn't need any acquiring, therefore it can't be lost. Just a basic dog shit awareness state of being awake, yeah? Yeah? You yeah. can now seem to be awake to that fact, or you can seem to be asleep to that fact. It doesn't change the fact. Yeah? The awakeness is before the idea of you, way before. And the idea of you cannot affect the awakeness. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah? The awakeness is way before you. Yeah? That you don't need to turn around as what you are not and travel back to what you are. You just realize you are not that, yeah? And then suddenly, you seem to arrive at where you never left, yeah? Suddenly, it rushes in, you seem to arrive at where you've never left. And then hopefully, it's strong enough that it tells you it's always been this way. So no matter how it appears the next second or the next hour or eight days later, or no matter how much it's thought about, it doesn't change the fact. 
and then you become less of a fact. Then it turns into a you. That you, actually it's a me, which is in a whole different coronation. The <laughs> me drops down to a you, and then it drops down to a, a you, and you see you're just a, pretty much a stock version of self-centeredness rolling around here, having things moving through you, anger, love, compassion, vindictiveness, all moving through. The mental state keeps trying to claim it all to make it to be you. You're the one who's vindictive. You're the one who's compassionate. Yeah. But that always comes after. Yeah. Uh, call me back when you have a chance. Take care. Bye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These thoughts you don't have, they have you in a sense. The thoughts are what are claimed to imply the thinker. Then the thinker is assumed to be, for, to be before the thoughts and that's the bondage of self. Yeah. Now thinking, right, is used to imply a noun which is the thinker. And that's what bonds us to the thoughts is because we think they're ours, yeah? And now a thought, having been claimed, now can own you today. My thought is totally different than thought, completely different. The weight is unbelievable. Yeah. Problem, my problem. Money, my money. Yeah. I want everyone here to have tons of money, but I don't want anyone to have my money. <laughs> really, literally. Oh. I think that's funny. It is but that's happening every day. The thoughts aren't just being seen as a thought, they're being seen as implying a thinker. The thoughts are being used to reinforce the noun, the thinker. The actions are being used to reinforce the, the noun, the actor. The hearing is being reinforced, is being used to reinforce the hearer. That's all it is, it's a claiming a constant claiming of actually what's happening to imply there's a someone it's happening to or a someone that's doing it. Yeah. Mm. That's not living. That's an interpretation. It's a called a dualistic interpretation of an event called living, which is all verbing. The mental state interprets the verbing to mean there's a noun in a verb. That's duality. Non-duality is a negation of that. That's all it is. And if it's a negation of that, then you as the doer and the thinker and the feeler is imaginary. So if you believe in the topic that you've come to hear about, that's the basic emphasis is there can't be two, yeah? And there's no one, there's just zero. And that everything comes from nothing in a, so, in a sense, yeah? So, you feel it, feel it during your day. A feeling occurs, there's, a, there's an assumption already in place that there's the feeler of it, yeah? You have so many different feelings all day, but when, you, when that day is narrated or interpreted, it's interpreted based on one feeler of all those feelings. One thinker of all the thoughts, one experiencer of all the experiences that happened that day. You don't see it. Yeah. So what happens? If you lose interest in the noun, you're going to gain interest in the verbing, obviously. 
When you lose interest in the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the thinker, the taster, you'll get interested in the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, yes? It'll be inter there'll be interest in it. Instead of having it all, the interest, attention, start going around the planetary noun, you'll be in the flow. You'll feel fucking something. You'll feel alive. Yeah? Not a conceptual, tactile. You'll sense presence. You'll be awake to being awake. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. And what does it do? I don't know. Find out. For me, it's allowed the action figure, who was a very, very dysfunctional little presentation, to travel later for, through the last 30-something years of its life, where before, I couldn't make it through a week without getting arrested. Shit, something happened. Yeah. Did the action figure change? Yes. Did it, did it initiate the change? No. Something changed the action figure. The action figure did not change the action figure. Something or nothing changed the action figure. And I'm very super clear about that. I'm super clear this is the hose and then there's water. Yeah? The hose yeah. has no quality. The hose can express water. It can observe water, but it's not, yeah. It's yeah. not watering, yeah? Yeah. That's a good one. So, yes. And it brings the traveling lighter. And what more do you want? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go, Tony. Nice to see you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Thank um, you. Geraldine disappeared. I'd like to have another thing, Mike. You know Geraldine where it's unmute Mike or someone? I what? want to see if you can put a big hand there for the Zen bitch slap. Where? Well, on the squares. So there's a name, like, yeah? Yeah. Tony Koresh, I'd like to have a big hand that I could use to slap the person. Oh, you want yeah. like a reaction? <laughs> I would love it to be virtual, really. But let's say, uh, no, no, a Zen bitch slap. Like instead of a thumbs up, you want to? I like to have a little whack, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I do. That would be perfect, yeah. Yeah, or like a little stick or something. <laughs> Put in a request to Zoom. <laughs> it would be fun for me when I'm watching it. I just hit the Zen bitch slap, 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 slap. Oh, butt slap. Usually, anytime the word B-U-T is heard, it's a slap right away. <laughs> Once you say, oh, it's so beautiful, but that, that's where the slap would come in. Could it, we'd never get past the but, just slap. <laughs> it's so wonderful, but when I go back to work, slap. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. That's okay. Um, and Geraldine, I think, was next. Her hand went up and down, but she was Geraldine. Next. Hello. Hello, Geraldine. Let me find, see if I can find you here. Go ahead. We can, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, my hand went up and down because um, I have two questions. One was related to... Who? Who what? Well, let's try the first one to see if you get a second question. Where are well, you? Okay. Oh, okay, ahead. so I'll start, I'll start with the second one. As you were talking now, 
to Tony uh, explaining that there's this narrative of this this thought that comes after. But how come? I think I need to understand how come it evolved. That all animals don't seem to have that. Only don't have Geraldine. Don't go there. Just keep it much more practical. Don't go, don't enter the how or the why of it. Yeah. It doesn't help, does it? Well, right now I don't feel it does. Yeah. Maybe down the road when you're sitting with some people and you want to get into mind candy, you can go into the high and wow. But I've checked you, you have a couple of cavities. You don't want to get into the mind candy. Yeah. I'm just joking, but I would just don't go to the how and why. Yeah, yeah. You know that animals don't do it or what. Just it's sort, sort of the protection that we're using because we we sort of think, or oh, if I'm not um um appropriate, if um if I don't own everything that's that this body's doing, then it might do wrong, and it might be a, just a protection. Mm, yes. Well, how's that? How's that working for you? Not that well. Well, there you go. Then you've recognized it's a failed system. But I'm not sure. Actually, it allows me to do the right thing in life, but not necessarily to feel well. Yes. Yeah, see, there's the there's the deal. You can, you know, you're not under contract. What does that mean? You're not under contract. See, that second voice that says, well, it's sometimes it protects me, is the system itself talking, yeah? Yeah, I get Yeah, that. so the system is the salesman, and it's also the, the uh, advisor's gonna tell you, yeah, I think you should buy the product, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's not a very, it's not an unbiased, objective view, that secondary, reaction so you hear the first voice and then the second voice is also the charlatan right yes you're right there but in this view you want to see maybe it's before it and obviously there's no before and after but in a way of seeing it verbally is you're before both of those voices mm -hmm. yeah you're not a voice you are the you're the cognizance of the voice, yeah? You're the hearing of everything, but that which is hearing can't be heard, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so by- How come you, know, you all, tell me that? Hmm? Just say, how come you tell me that? I understand it, yet I, there's still this belief I'm Geraldine doing things, although I've heard you. Well, just keep hearing it, yeah? Yeah, you just, if you, see, this is sort of, it's not like coming in and attacking the floor. It's like underneath, yeah? Okay. It's sort of like putting, see, if the system is like a parasite, we're putting another sort of parasite in there. Like Ramana would say, the old story of the guy who's walking and he's, his foot's hurting and he stops and he sees there's a thorn inside, yeah? There's a thorn in his foot. So he looks around and he finds another thorn 
and he puts that in there and he rips, gets the first thorn out. He doesn't replace the first thorn with the second thorn. He throws the second thorn away too. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So what this is, is we've been listening to a narration of life for quite a while mm -hmm. that has a lot of holes in it. Yeah? So we're introducing ideas to sort of prod that thing. We're not wanting that idea to be replaced by this idea. We want them both to be thrown out. The idea isn't the message. It's a, it's a, it's a being or a knowing before knowing. That's the message. That's already there. The words are, con are inconsequential. They're just a way of basically there's two mail slots. One mail stop is, slot is like the con conceptual verbal shit. We're trying to get it through that to get to the second mail slot, which is what you are. Yeah? Mm -hmm. We're trying to get through you. I'm not, I do not want to clarify anything for Geraldine. I'd much rather Geraldine to be completely confused. So hopefully Geraldine would see that the, that confusion is a, a failed way of trying to understand, yes? That's why it's so confused. And then a dropping of that. In other words, being left with your own devices and then seeing they're not your devices. That's the message, really. It's not to replace that one voice with another voice, yeah? Well, I am confused. <laughs> that test. So just stick with it. And there's probably a number of people here in this group that have been very confused from the talks and they have come through it hopefully and it's brought them and uh, brought about effects that have allowed them to travel lighter as that confused one because they're not the confused one yeah so then they see the value in that being confused because while that's confused there's another possibility yeah yeah it's sort of like the dualistic juggler can only keep two balls up. We're trying to throw a couple more balls, so then it fucking drops it, and then that moment, it stops and you continue. You always continue. You were before, during, and after. That which you're not can stop, and you don't, yeah? And hopefully you'll get a strong enough hit and you'll see Geraldine from what you are instead of trying to find what you are from Geraldine, to tell you the truth. Well, I've heard that. So, yeah, Geraldine can't do anything. I've heard that before, but I don't. Well, the, the best way is Geraldine is busily trying to do shit and they'll fail you. And then you'll, and then you'll have a sense of weight with that statement. Right now, it's conceptual that Geraldine can't do anything. You, Geraldine does not believe that. Geraldine yeah. believes it can do something. And so keep on keeping on, and then it's going to lead you to realizing that's failed, and there you go. Yeah? It's not like hearing the statement, there's nothing you can do. Hearing the statement, there's nothing you can do, and then having it reflect on all the shit you did and realize that it fucking didn't work, that's the combination. It's not like you don't want, to, there's nothing Geraldine to do for that, that which Geraldine isn't to get, yeah? It's not going to work well for you. The sense of Geraldine as being the doer, 
hearing that there's nothing it can do is not serving that. Yeah? You realize, you realize by all the doing, when I heard there's nothing you can do, and then there's a reflection on all the fucking doing I seem to do, and therefore it explained why all the doing failed, because there's nothing I can do. Yeah? You see, it's gotta be matched with your own observation. You're the teacher and the taught. You're the teacher and the student. It doesn't do, if you're, if there's a belief that you're the doer, to try to convince that that there's nothing it can do is fucking non, it's faux non-duality, so to speak. Mm. It's faux, you know what I mean? It's appearing to be something it isn't. It's faux non-duality. The point is, when you finally realize the seeker is the sort, it was usually uh, prefaced by a lot of fucking seeking. <laughs> and then you realize, Jesus Christ, I can't find what I already am. You see? The seeker and the sort is a cherry atop the cake's already baked. Mm-hmm. Most of us are already baked. The cherry on the top is the seeker is the sort. Yeah? Most of us are all of us. Oh, all of us. Who knows? I'm just saying to throw the cherry when it's just all the ingredients are just being mixed doesn't go anywhere. The cherry sits on the cake. It informs you why the cake, because of the cake, yes? The seeker is the sort. Usually is, it dawns on someone who seemed to have been a big seeker, yes? Mm-hmm. The failures are what are the basis or the sound platform of what receives the understanding. If you're not getting the information, yeah, out of your own life experience, then it's just going to be conceptual and it's going to be more fucking confusing for you. If Geraldine, as the doer, hasn't been really sort of been suspicious, then it trying to get, there's nothing I can do, is just going to give you like spiritual constipation. Yeah? You'll be feeling like I should be doing something, but then you'll be trying to withhold yourself. That's all crazy to me. Do whatever you think you need to do, and when it fails you, then you've got the cake. Then you'll come back, and these shoes will fit. It will ring true to you when it said you are what you've been looking for. You'll come to that conclusion. That's the beautifulness of non-duality. Non-duality throws some stuff out, and based on your own reflection, that's what gives it the, the ring. You know what I mean? It's like there's the, there's the bell body and the ringer is your own reflection. You see it. I sat for 13 hours a day meditating. I had tons of spiritual phenomena and it's all inherently empty because as soon as I left there and I went back to the, to the town in Thailand, the selfing was thriving. It just kept on. It doesn't, it's not going to, you can't extinguish something that doesn't exist. You got to see your role in things. Your role in things is what's reality is taking something not to be so. That's all. Yeah. 
Geraldine isn't going to arrive at reality. You are reality. Taking itself to be Geraldine. That's the, that's the message of non-duality for me. The message of non-duality is not like, all right, we're going to start with the ABCs. You're hoping, hopefully you've been dragged through the spiritual alphabet already. <laughs> and you fucking realize, shit, what, you know, after you've been blaming yourself for so many years, you finally get some relief because you see, I can't get out of an imaginary place. That's why nothing worked. Geraldine can't get out of Geraldine because there's no Geraldine. That's why. Now, it's not for Geraldine. Geraldine trying to understand that as Geraldine will just fucking flip itself out. It's to what you are realizing what you're not. Yeah? And you realize what you're not can never, never, never get out of itself. Because it doesn't exist. Yeah? And then there's not a whipping of Geraldine or flagellation. There's an acceptance. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, you know, hey, the, the ass doesn't want to sit 13 hours on a very thin cushion. So now it doesn't get dragged to fucking some retreat and, you know, have to fucking go through all this physical tension to seem to arrive at somewhere it can't go. It's just looking to get us a, a, a better cushion, you know? It's waiting for lunch and dinner, really. It's just trying to pass the time so the mental state finally gets exhausted and then you can go home and sleep in your own bed. And of course, to validate, you have to make it seem like it was a great move, but it probably sucked most of the time. This is just to me the easiest, softer way. I can't get it. I can't have it. I can't figure it out. And it has nothing to do with any personal defects. It's built into the system. Yeah? The system is based on a mistake that cannot correct itself. Yeah, so, of course, being the system, I can't imagine not being the system. But you're not the system. Exactly. See, that's the dilemma. You, you're starting, I'm just joking with you, Geraldine, you know, hopefully you will get, both of us get something out of it. But see, you're starting as the system, and of course the system can't imagine it's not the system. That's the system. <laughs> it's something that it can't live without. You know what I mean? It can entertain anything else, but it can't entertain its own absence. It's always written into every story. Indeed. But see, you're not that. Why? You don't need to be so beholden to it. It's only the idea of Geraldine that's holding so heavily onto these ideas. They're not serving you. We already looked at it. Your defense mechanism, oh, yeah, it protects me somewhat, but I fucking feel, I don't feel any living at all. Hey, that's a failed system. Yeah? Be open to be upgraded. Who knows? See, this book, you could look at non-duality as the last page. You were the living of all the pages before it, yeah? If you just observe the life of Geraldine, it's going to reveal quite a lot, yeah? 
You're going to see it's completely manufactured. It's of time. Yeah. It doesn't, it uses now to think about yesterday and tomorrow. <laughs> it really has no value in what you're thinking it should have a lot of value in, which is being. If it's, if, if, if it's about becoming, it will sign up maybe for three fucking lifetimes. But the sense of being what it already is, is not that interesting to it. Yeah. So if you're expecting Geraldine to go on this trip, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be reluctant because, in fact, it's living under a fear that's only going to become more pronounced. Its fear is it doesn't exist, and it's a true fear. Geraldine is scared shit of not being Geraldine. Happen there be fear if I'm only a thought, if Geraldine's only a thought, just a thought, or a a system as you say how can when you say it is afraid how can a thought be afraid that's what i'm not uh, uh well, you should ask yourself that well i don't feel i'm a thought i i still think i'm geraldine but if i follow the the logics geraldine is just a thought and illusion and then don't, afraid of something. Geraldine, don't read any more non-duality. <laughs> okay. it's, it's not serving you. Maybe come to these meetings, because then we can have a little bitch slapping activity, which I like. I like okay. getting slapped. But don't, yeah, don't, uh, you're building a structure, conceptual structure, that's not going to be hospitable. Yeah. This is more like being on a, on a, on a, more like a raft on water, not a fucking stable idea. Yeah. I'm just giving you my humble diagnosis. I'm sorry, it's true. Yeah. 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 So, and all I want to see is how can, well, I hope that Geraldine can produce a traveling lighter for Geraldine. I have my suspicions it can't, but I hope it does. Yeah, and so, and then we're here and we're here to support what you are, yeah, with the hopes that what you're not will travel lighter, basically. Yeah, because I feel, hmm, traveling lighter isn't found here. It's not produced by here. It's expressed here. It comes from the of. It's not, a, it's not a trick of how I got everything down perfectly and therefore I can travel later. It's not like a controlled, weak circumstance. It's living based on all the waves and every, the currents of living and not expecting everything to be great, but being able to travel lighter with however it is. I mean, and then really, as a goal of an action figure, that's more than enough. It just works. I mean, it's worked with this one because it gave up all of its highfalutin conceptual trajectories to get to a mythical stabilized everything is light because the way the mental state picture is traveling lighter is the spotlights on it all day. <laughs> Look at me, I'm traveling lighter. <laughs> that to me isn't traveling lighter. It's sort of like someone who's in humility doesn't know they're in humility yeah 
Someone who's in service doesn't know they're in service. Someone who's living isn't checking in every five minutes to see how it's going. It's, they're, they're just living. Yeah. 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 I couldn't write blog if every night I before I went to bed I wrote a blog I would just mimeograph the same thing <laughs> basically it's over and there you go <laughs> I didn't get that <laughs> most of the loss of interest is in you yeah that's where the loss of interest occurs uh, <laughs> let's say if my name was uh, Sylvester, right? You could illustrate the loss of interest would be first the, the der would drop off and then the vest would drop off and it'd only be sill. It wouldn't even get to Sylvester. <laughs> it would just sill. <laughs> that would be an illustration of traveling later. <laughs> Yeah, it would be less syllables and then just <laughs> now if if Sylvester tries to travel later as Sylvester, that's like adding a lot of about five more syllables. Sylvester, Sylvester, Sylvester. Now you got three links of Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester can't cut out the syllables. It can't. Sylvester can't shorten the name. It just lengthens the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. All right. Another question. Thanks, Geraldine. Uh, your cat, you, your cat is up next with a not question. Hey, remember, I get to get back to the asylum by three o'clock today. <laughs> Pacific time. Once you can hear you the siren, it's going to be shut down. Can you see your cat in Amelia's box? We're having fruit jello tonight, so I got to get home. Oh. Can, you, can you see your cat oh. in any of the squares? Yeah, see, I'm here. Yeah, I see my cat there. Oh, there it is. Not my cat, the cat. <laughs> oh, it's up now. Yeah, it's under Amelia. And since Fatso doesn't have a question, then next up is Lee. Hey, Lee. Where's Lee? Where's Lee? Well, speak, Lee. I can hear you. Can you see? Oh, Lee. Well, you can't, I, I can't be seen, so it's okay. Oh, that was a, a spiritual shift. Like you can't be heard would be helpful at the moment. Uh, so I, I'm so much enjoying watching the show, I almost forgot I am seemingly a character in this show. Uh, almost. <laughs> but uh, no, I wanted to ask about, expand on the phrase, whatever is perceived can't be what is perceiving, which well, to me well, is very need much expansion on that it's just uh, an observation right whatever can be perceived yeah can't be perceiving it doesn't need any commentary it's just a fact right so whatever it gets 
it's a statement from a great Zen master, Chinese Zen master, Huang Po. Yeah, my favorite dude, probably. So he says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So whatever can be seen, heard, felt, taste, touched can't be that which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yes? Yeah? Yeah. That's basically the statement. So if you're sitting, let's say, at a meeting, 30 of us, and we all entertain that idea, suddenly there'd be no uh, action figures on the game board, yeah, in a sense. You would see that the Eiffel Tower isn't moving itself, yeah? The boot isn't moving itself, yes? So whatever can be perceived, the bodies, cannot be that which is perceiving, simple. Because why would you say that? Because there's a, there's a confusion because the perceiving has been attributed to that which can be perceived, yeah? Hasn't it? So in the language of the head, it's, it's assuming that which is perceiving is this body called Paul. So Hawaiian Po was just correcting that, that misunderstanding. He says, whatever can be perceived, the body called Paul, cannot be that which is perceiving, which just under, just negated the whole narrative basis, yeah? That we're listening to all day. All day, the narration is the perceived is what's perceiving, obviously. Yeah? Yeah. So it doesn't matter, well, give me 8,000 examples. Who cares about the examples? The principle was just revealed. Whatever, yes, whatever can be perceived, it isn't saying only on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Every, whatever can be, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. It's a beautiful, yeah, just beautiful. It's like, it's like mowing an imaginary lawn. It didn't take any time at all, yeah? Just beautiful, just beautiful. Excuse me? When I contemplate that phrase, it doesn't take very long till I realize there's no thing I can be because I'm perceiving anything can be perceived. So it can't be what is perceiving. So That's there's right. no thing I can be, but then I realize I, I'm here. I realize, well, this is my question. I realize there is presence that is unequivocal. But if I then say I am present, is that a claiming? Is there just presence and not I am present? Yes, it's just, it's just a claiming, yes. So there is presence, but no one who is present. Yes. But see this thing with the perceiving can't be perceived. This is where the message is clear. The importance is to see what's hearing that, yeah? If the perceived, is claiming to be the hearer of whatever can be perceived, can't be perceiving, that's not gonna go that well. If that which is perceiving hears it, that's very, very clear, yeah? This is the whole point of Zen Bitslap in a way, is to warn how the system regroups, yeah? After big peak experiences, after epiphanies, after this, it regroups. It's like merc. It's like the stuff out of a thermos, a thermometer. 
it's it, you spill it all over and then it goes it regroups it just that's its attraction so the way it can be heard is very different if the perceived which is going to be claiming to be the hero of it but you can see that yeah from the perceiving so when you see it yeah that gets a very clear message if you don't see it the perceived claims to be the hero of that message and it distorts it or neuters it changes it yeah just these are so super clear it's amazing how they can be confusing but they're confusing based on the identification with the perceived yeah because there's no identification with the perceiving you are the perceiving there's an identification with what you're not yeah you don't identify with what you are you're being what you are yes so from the perceiving, it's very, very clear. From the perceived, it can produce a lot of confusion when it's an incredibly clear statement. I mean, one of the clearest you can hear. Literally, out of all the stuff I've heard in this life, that's, one of the, that's why I use it, because it's a very, 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 very clear statement. Yeah? Yeah. It's not complicated, huh? No, it's not. It's just basically, it just, it just negated the whole basis of the narration we're listening to every day. So hopefully it produces a suspicion, not from the system, but about the system. <laughs> yeah. Because if the system is based on something that's so off, how do you think it's going to correct itself? Yeah, it's just going to keep more and more and more off. Yeah, and you know the system supports itself it will rationalize a whole life to support that that mistake yeah one other related question uh, it's not of course the idea that there's a separate self is an illusion but as you said before it's not like it's a solid illusion it's an illusion so it it's it's rebuilt every moment every thought rebuilds that illusion so it's well, Basically, really, if I can jump in, it's not rebuilt. It's implied that it was already built. You see? See, it uses time in a certain way. When it arises now, it says it was there already. You see? So there's never a, a rebuilding. There's just an assumption that there is a building. Yeah? It's different. It's tricky. The whole magic trick is of has a lot. Time is the one is the main ingredient. Yeah, time. So the ingredient is basically like Ramana. This is how I take it. I don't know what Ramana meant or anything, but one of his famous statements we use, which is this presupposing of a non-existent thing. Yeah, being existing. Let's say. All right. So that's the assumption of Paul. So the presupposing of the non-existent thing. So when the non-existent thing is supposed, it's presupposed, yeah? So instead of seeing that it's rebuilding itself, it's what you see is the assumption it's already built, yeah? Yes. Yeah. See, so the past, it's a trick. It's a trick. So that which comes after, in other words, it's always, there's no building of self. There's no self. There's an implying of a previous self that's remembered, yeah? 
Yeah. There's an there's a implying of a previous self. See, because there's no building of self, there's an assumption and inference that there is one already. There's no need to build it. It's building a lot of shit on that property. <laughs> it's building tons of other shit based on it. That's its property. Yeah. So when you see it as a verb, not as a noun, there's a freedom available. Yeah. One, one last, uh, I won't even say clarification. I already know the answer. But if I'm, say, resting in presence and then there's the thought, I am present or I am aware, that's not me. Yes. And it's, gonna, it's going to arise. But that time that it takes to arise can be an eternity. You can almost see it coming from around the corner sometimes. And it's so bogus. It's sort of like the emperor with no clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, will agree, it is bogus. Remember, time is more like uh, Plato. Yeah. Not, not Plato as in Plato and Socrates. No, Plato <laughs> as thing, yeah. It's, you know, it gets teased and everything like that, yeah. But see, the logic of the brain is that time is linear. That's what sets us up for this uh, thievery, yeah? We believe there was a past, and there's this something called a present that's inexorably leading to a future, yeah? So the mental state plays with that. The mental says, the mental state implies something after the claiming of what's happening, yeah? After, but then that after is presupposed to be before, yeah? So we don't see the noun comes from the verb, we think the noun's doing the verb. But the, without the living, there wouldn't be the story of someone alive, yeah? So the verbing is what's happening. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching as a basis. And then that is claimed to imply the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, which is att attributed to this. And then Hoang Po, seeing this situation, goes, hey, whatever can be perceived, this cannot be the perceiving. So it, he puts the robbery back in place, yeah? He says that which comes after stays after. <laughs> it's not before. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then you'll see tons of nouns, but they won't override the verb. Yeah, that will be the pulse of living. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lee, you're in a very good condition. Move over to square number one. Thank you, Plato. I mean, Lee. Yeah. Hey, I, I'll let you know that I lost chat box functionality. So um, if there's anybody doing that, make sure you check the chat box for me. But uh, Jill, Jill is next. I'm unmuting Jill now. Who's next? Jill. Jill? Right here. Yep. Can you see me? I'm waving my hand. I'm looking. Uh, no, hold on. I got to okay. go. Right. Yeah, there you are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, just thanks again for doing this. It's great. Um, I got to say that when, I mean, this message really is resonating. Um, when you're talking, that which I'm not is trying to duck, you know, 
so that you the message will get past it but not really sure how to do that so i just kind of keep coming yeah uh, yeah um the question i have is i i'm not sure how um i was going to ask is it the action figure that travels lighter you already answered that yes. and and what i'm wondering is is does the action figure start traveling lighter before it's totally disidentified? Not it, but before the disidentification, yeah. or because well, I mean, the, talk about figure, the action figure never gets disidentified. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, but you yes. you talk about traveling lighter when you got sober. Yes. And and then, but it sounds like I'm not sure if I've understood it clearly but it sounds like it wasn't until some years later that you really saw that the you know the that um what we're what we're not is is what's well yeah because the traveling light used yeah. to be a, it seemed to have a lot of thought and effort around it in the past uh -huh. Uh -huh. this kind of traveling lighter isn't like that at all okay it's more it's like a more relaxed version okay yeah so it, it really happens once that illusion is seen not so much before well, sort of uh it's no. it's yeah seeing let's it's seeing the illusory quality but also having it gain enough traction right in, okay yes okay there can be a seeing of it all day, but a lot of times it seems to get overwhelmed by the concerns and the stuff of the action figure, yeah? Right. It's right. when it can get, when it has a sufficient enough oomph, it can sort of stabilize as the, as the base, yeah? Right. Like in AA where we have uh, inactive addiction and alcoholism, it's irritable, restless, and discontent, and then there can be a flip where there's an ease and comfort as the base. So it'd be more like that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So when, see, let's say if there was anxiety and if it, it, like a rocket and it shot off from anxiety, it would probably have a lot more propulsion, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's say anxiety and its platform is an ease and comfort. It doesn't, you know, it's like a, it's like a 4th of July firework dud, you know, it just doesn't. <laughs> It can't get into orbit, so to speak, around you. <laughs> so yeah, you, the platform has changed, or the base, the basis. Yeah. Before there was that constant current and tide of heaviness, and by a lot of skillful means and a lot of shit, you can maybe travel lighter, usually in controlled or situations, you know, retreats and shit like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now, but this is more like a free range traveling lighter. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And its reliability becomes obvious because it has nothing to do with you. That's the key, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something, if when you, when this action figure stumbles into something that's truly reliable, yeah. So like the wildest beast can get tamed, yeah, from that right. that touchstone, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's always good to see you in Asheville. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joe.
Our friend Randy S is up next. Randy, oh, I see. Randy's on the move. Yeah, well, I could have been on a wall again. There's a nice brick wall outside. Uh, you're leaving in like two minutes, right? Go ahead, Rand. I can't oh, hear yeah. you. Sorry. I, was, I was saying you're leaving soon, but it's good because uh, Jill actually just asked almost the same question I was going to ask, which is beautiful. Um, oh, great. Yes. Thank you. No, no, no. Seriously, it's the same question, but uh, phrased differently. It's when you say something like uh, traveling lighter, it evokes a sense of uh, various shades of gray and like a progressive linear kind of thing. And uh, something like the metaphor of the cart and the horse and even the bitch slap is more like black and white. So well, there's a, yeah. The living, yeah, the living dreaming, yeah, is of time. So that which is inf infinite can appear to be more infinite as time goes on. Yes, that which is the epitome of deepness cool. can, can, can seem to be more deep. Yes, this is the artistic. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> time, yes, yeah. So traveling lighter is exactly the thing, or dreaming yourself out of the dream, the dream get happier, yeah? Not on your conditions, but on its own conditions, yeah. It may not look like you would think, but you'll Definitely see not. Sense it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And really, the only value, uh, if, if you are what you already are, there's no value in that. It, the value in, in knowing that is where you're identified as what you're not. <laughs> that has value. I mean, what you are has value here because you're not living from there. You're living from what you're not. So, yeah, but in what you are, there's no value in knowing what you are. That's just what you are. But here, where you can seem not to know that, it's got huge value. To me, it's the, it's the cause of the traveling lighter. It can't be found here, but it can be expressed here. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right? No, I'm, I, yeah, that was, that was short and sweet, great. All right, great. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Good to see you, Randy. You we have Chris. I see you, Chris. Go ahead, please. Okay, Chris. Hello. Hello, Paul. Oh, is Brian. Hello, Paul. It's Luis yes. here. Can you see me? Oh, Luis. No, but go ahead. I'll find yeah. you. Yeah, I'm happy I'm talking to you. It's great after so long listening to your talks and it's great you're doing these zoom calls they i feel they are different from the videos yes uh, yeah it's and it's 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 it, it there's different thing something different here uh, with these calls and it's that's great uh I think my, my question was about there's that sentence that says being convinced that there's this thing of being convinced yes and there's also the trying to be convinced. And there, I feel that there's many levels of being convinced. There's this trying to be convinced, but at the same time, there is a, there's something that is convinced already of it, of what yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. So the being convinced isn't trying to be convinced. 
Yeah. And if you look at, if anyone looked at their lives, uh, there's enough uh, information to be convinced of a lot of things. <laughs> That's my belief. See, a lot of people in recovery, I feel they, all, they already have all the information they need. There's just the resistance to being convinced, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, the system we're relying on can't be convinced because it's binary, right? It's convinced, unconvinced, convinced, unconvinced, yeah? It's really never, it's never that convincing, to tell you the truth. But there is an aspect of us that can be convinced. And uh, because I found that out in my own life, I had no idea I had the ability to be convinced, but I was convinced in a, in a flash, yeah, that I was fucked, yeah. And it never changed from that point on. And it never got reviewed or debated or, yeah, it was just a, it was a finality like I've never really experienced here, yeah. Yeah, I think that there's this thing where I am not fucked because my life was not that bad before this and now it's becoming even better. So it's like there's not a big problem at all. Yeah. So there's so, this thing, you know, yeah. Well, maybe you've already been convinced that life could be fine and you're just playing that out. Yeah. It's like, I, I know you're not, you're not getting it yet, but there's a guy here, David, he's from recovery. And, you know, maybe in this little dreaming, in this pantomime, people had to convince themselves, yeah, by going through hell and everything like that, that it was okay to be okay, yeah? yeah. Like I used to see it in alcoholism. Anytime I wanted to leave somewhere, I had to make up a big problem to give myself permission to leave. I couldn't just say, hey, this isn't working and leave, yeah? I had to watch this woman at, when I was involved in the Course in Miracles. I was going out with this lady. She wasn't an addict or alcoholic, and she'd been involved in this. It was a cult, really, for five years. And she was a, like the biggest light junkie of the whole place, just unbelievable phenomena. And she wanted me to check it out and stay there for a month to see if I liked it or not. And then after two weeks, she asked me, well, what do you think? I said, I don't want to live here. I don't want to be institutionalized. And she says, oh, that's great. I've decided I'm leaving. Yeah. So, and then yet she, she, she participated fully to the day she left. I had never seen behavior like that. Hmm. An addict has to fuck everything up to give itself permission to leave. Yeah. It has to do all this fucking shit to give itself permission. And I saw her behavior. And it gave me another possibility, yeah? I don't know if this has anything to do with that, but the alcoholic and the addict, maybe it's going through this whole thing just to convince itself, yeah? Who knows? I have no idea. I do have an idea. I believe mind, big mind is dreaming here. And uh, the dreaming could be categorized as mind dreaming itself out of the dream. And as it's doing that, the dream gets happier, yeah? 
that's been sort of the experience I've had for the last 30 something years. Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with what you were saying, Luis, but yeah. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Maybe you started at a point of being convinced, which is great. Yeah, I, I, I liked what you said about, uh, yeah, the giving myself permission to, yeah. Yeah. Well, because some people yeah. have it set up, they can't give themselves permission until yeah. they go through a tons of fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, you can see, oh, that wasn't necessary, yet it was necessary because it happened. So it's a very weird thing, yes? When you look at the action figure and in the dreaming. Yeah, of course, nothing was needed to get permission, but there sure seemed to be having to get a lot of permission. Yeah. yeah. It's just a trippy little thing we're going through. Yeah. Just come back, Louise. Stick with us. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Sky first. Sky. We got you, Imad, I hope so. Well, there's a picture of a guy. Hey, Paul. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, no. Yeah, I can. Who's this, Guy? Guy. Hey, Sky. How are you? Good, good. I just wanted to make a, a pitch to everybody. Uh, I'm transcribing these talks, these Zoom talks, to collect content for a book that Paul can publish. So I'm looking for good typists. If anybody is interested in helping out, I'll put a link in the chat of how you can uh, contribute and um, uh, all the information about the project is in the, is in the link. So just want to say that. Thanks a lot, Paul. Hey, Sky, thank you. Hey, I wanted to see if there's any illustrator. We'd like to make a little comic. Nice. That's what we're shooting for, really. Little illustration. You know, with the little the clouds with stuff up there? Yeah. <laughs> a graphic we novel. Have, we could have the pooper scooper and the hallway of shit and fans. There's a <laughs> lot of little episodes I like to have for the, for the animated figure. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Right. Is, Take care. Oh, we have Donna. Imad, yeah, we're going to get to you. Just have your hand up, Imad. We'll get to you, but I think Donna's next. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Um, I just wanted to ask you or maybe just comment on the perceiving. Yeah. Uh, that which is perceived is not the perceiving because I was thinking this too. So um, now is the action figure the instrument for the perceiving? Is that what you would call it? Because if you take these eyes out, you can no longer see the perceived anymore. So, um, well, yeah. You call yeah. Figures the camera, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That reminds me of a good one. We should tell the story about the two cameras. All right. After the next question, I think I want to tell that story. You know, the brownie and then the, yeah. Yeah, that's a good story. I like that one. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Get the next person. I think Imad wanted to ask a question somewhere. 
Okay, I muted him. If... All right, oh. you're on, brother. You got to unmute yourself. No, I did unmute him. Oh, yeah, well, you yeah. got, there you go. All right. Okay, hold on. Yeah, you hear me you're now? On. Yes. So just to understand, make sure I, when you say like, for example, you were, I think you already answered the question, but you were talking before, you said, use the term you awaken then awakenness so when you say you awaken the you is probably is not there right there's just awakenness is that what you is that a good way of saying yes yes and by the same token like when you say figure out who you are not there's really nobody there to figure it out it's just the who you are not is becomes it's well, a process there is is really the act of figuring it out <laughs> it's just the act there's nobody figuring it out <laughs> no there isn't anybody figuring out and there isn't anybody that gets figured out either okay and the other thing is, is like when you said uh when bad things happen we blame ourselves when i mean i'm using here these terms which are probably not or when and then when something quote unquote good, then we go to a higher power, right? Yes. So, but don't we have a choice in when bad things happen? Isn't some like, isn't there a decision there made or is that how, I don't understand that. No, I don't either. But I don't really care. What I cared about that is it really, it's actually a point in recovery that I have a little bone to pick about. So in recovery, in AA, uh, someone comes through into recovery and then when start, things start going well, there's a lot of gratitude and the, uh, the ownership is given over to the higher power, yes? Something is doing for me what I can't do for myself. Yet, in the before you got sober, something was doing through you what you wouldn't have done by yourself yeah the parasite yet there's no clarity in seeing that so the the action figure takes total ownership of all the behavior that was produced by that parasite but now in recovery it's giving credit to the higher power but it's not seeing the first god it was being driven by yeah so I'll say it again, hopefully as clear as I can. So when, you when you're out there, before you come into recovery, a lot of stuff happened through you that you had nothing to do with. You were taken over by a parasite or an urge or something that wanted to express, and it used you and I for transportation. Produced a lot of wreckage, a lot of shit, and this and that. And you get left holding the bag, and there's a lot of guilt and shame based on all that behavior. And there's, very, there's a lot of unclear seeing because it's all attributed to you. Yeah? Then you get into program and you get introduced to this idea of a higher power. And now a lot of good things start to happen. And you attribute to it rightly to the higher power. Yeah? You attribute because it produces a sense of humility and gratitude mm -hmm. and an honoring of it. And that's totally appropriate. But there's no, we're not applying that same idea to what was happening before sobriety. 
before sobriety, we're taking all the responsibility for all the shit that happened to us. We're not putting it on that which was driving us. Yeah. Yet we can practice that same principle with the idea of a higher power. So it's not foreign to us. Yeah. But we're not seeing the parasite as other than us. This is the whole dilemma of, of addiction is the addiction of the mental state to the idea of being the self is alive and well. Yeah. Because all the behavior that you were driven to do by active alcoholism and addiction is still being harvested tons of guilt and shame because you totally believe you did it all. Yet, when the goodness is occurring through you, you give praise to the higher power, which is appropriate because you don't see that you did it. Why not have that same application to before you got sober? You'd have so much relief from all the guilt and shame based on those behaviors that were promoted and, and produced by the addiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's a foreign principle. We're practicing it in recovery. Why can't we apply it to before recovery so that we would get a lot of relief yeah, from recognizing how powerless we were on our behaviors when under the influence, but there's no break there. Yeah. There's tons of guilt and shame being harvested all day in the memories because you don't see, you just won't allow yourself to go that I had nothing really to do with that behavior because how we're conditioned is we're trying to get out of something. No, we're not. We're accountable, but we're not responsible. Yeah. I would have done whatever I could do to anyone unless you could physically stop me out there. So I'm just, that's what I was saying. It was implying to that idea. It's so easy for the head to claim shit, yet it will forget a miracle in a half an hour. It's got an extreme bias to, in a way, for many of us, if anything's going well, it wants to shorten that. It wants to compress that and bring anxiety around. When are they going to find out I'm a fraud or I don't deserve this? And then just the idea of anything bad gets elongated into maybe a lifelong depression. Yeah. It's insane to me. So when you say parasite, is that meaning things like your programmings or your childhood wounds and things like that? Is that what? The parasite uses all that. It's a movement. It's something. It's not a thing. It's a movement. Just like greed isn't a thing. There isn't a person that's greedy, but greed, greed expresses through a lot of people. Yeah? Greed. Envy. Malice. Those things produce a lot of effects, but they're not things. They're not a person. They're attributed to people. But yet, if you've ever looked at, there's a great uh, teaching aid in Tibetan Buddhism called the, the Wheel of Life, yeah? And it's an image of uh, Yama, which is the god or the deity of death, holding on to this sphere, and it's a wheel. And it tells the story of everything. And it tells people through ignorance, forget this and that. And then in the middle of it, the hub, it has three animals, a, a, a rooster, a pig, and a snake. And they represent envy, malice, and hatred. So those are the winds that blow the wheel of life, yeah? Greed, this stuff. So there are a lot of winds that blow through us, and they play a lot of different notes than other winds that blow through us. 
So there's the addictive wind that blows through us, yeah? And it does a lot of difference, and it, it, it plays a tune for a lot of fucking weird dances than another thing called the higher power blowing through us, yes? Okay. But why not apply the idea that something is doing for me what I can't do for myself in recovery to that which was before recovery? Something did through me that I would never have done by myself. But it's not being acknowledged, it's not being entertained. And I see a lot of people as action figures traveling with a lot of heaviness based on the guilt and shame that are harvested by owning those behaviors when there's a possibility of being free from them. I did my amends, I was accountable, I'm accountable, but I'm not responsible. Yeah, if you're accountable, you clean up the mess and you move on. When you think you're responsible, the guilt and shame can go for 40 years. Yeah. That's what I was speaking about in a way. The, the biasness of the system that we're taking ourselves to be. Yeah. It abbreviates possibilities and it reinforces shit. Yeah. In most cases, it dwells in what's not happening to, at the expense of what's happening. And we are what's happening. The only way what's not happening, the only way next week or last week can have an effect now is what's happening entertaining. There's no way something that isn't happening can have an effect here unless what's happening is entertaining. We are what's happening. We are reality manifesting there's no way next week could ruin this saturday no way it doesn't exist but it can ruin this saturday if what's happening is entertaining it. yeah what's happening can make what's not happening happen okay that's how insane this is yeah and the system as the system isn't getting out of the system. You have to see it from afar. You've got to see it as not you. Yeah. And in that seeing of otherness, there's a possibility of being free from it. Yeah. Is that the truth? It doesn't matter. That's what springs something here. Springs something here. You see what you're not, and then there's a finding out of what you are. You don't find out about what you are looking for. it. All you do is find out more about what you're not. Yeah? I want to find out what I'm not is not me. That's interesting to me. Yeah? And seeing that, then things become revelatory. Then old ideas don't seem so big and so old. They seem as possibilities that could be a move from right now. Yes? 40 years of deep mental grooves you can come out of because your belief in the mental grooves is what's making it so heavy. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Any more questions, Mike? Are you still there? <laughs> yes, I am. I don't see any more hands. All right. So what time is it now? 3.30. 3.30. 3.30. 
Oh yeah, I think we're gonna shut it down, eh? Oh, 3.20. I think we're gonna shut it down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let me say hello to everybody. How do you ask? <clears throat> Thank you guys again. See you, Tony. Easy. Yeah. See you, Daz. Take it easy over there. Yeah, yeah, see you. Don't produce any weather with those things. <laughs> I see Norman here. He doesn't look like a Norman, but I'm going to take it to be Norman. Yeah, and this guy, I don't know who he is. Let's see. Mike, I see Mike. Kerry, thank you for putting up with me. Appreciate it. <laughs> There's Phil from Sydney. Sydney down under. We got Z here, my main man. Ben Clark, reclining as ever. Keith took a nice nap. I saw him passed out. You remind me of someone I used to see at the train station. <laughs> we got Sky. Sky had a great idea. Maybe we'll we'll make at least one one of these talks. We'll put it in and then post it so you can read it. Pamela, nice to see you. My little characters from Germany. Yes, Barbara and Roman. Johans, very happy. Lee. We got Luis. You got a very nice light behind you, Luis. Yeah. Yeah. You look like you're entering the void. <laughs> David. Thank you, David. He does the, we have talks on Tuesday, Thursday, 1030 Pacific time based on recovery. And we have the Wednesday night at 730 Pacific time in this one. We're going to keep having them. All of them, I think. Linus. Nice to see you, Linus. Nico, hi. Capsule uh, or something. Nico is ready to take off. We got was looking for the animator. He's in a tent in Finland, I think, isn't he? What? Are you in Finland? Nico, are you in Finland? No, no, I'm in Croatia. Oh, Croatia. Oh. Yeah, geez. you can come. It's nice seaside. Yeah, yeah. My friend Z. My friend Z is from Croatia. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. Here now. Nice Happy to, to see you. Nice to meet you, Nico. Let's see. Yarif, my Wednesday man. Oh. Izzy, a beautiful picture. Ricardo, nice to see you. Geraldine, stick with it, honey. Gonna... <laughs> Donna, and then there's my handlers, Edda and Richard. Hi. The, slowing moving, the slowest moving car I have ever been in. <laughs> sort of like yeah. a yeah. robot. Let go. <laughs> Fritz, <laughs> Fritz, we got Cindy again, Randy, Randy's got a beautiful place there. We got some character, oh, it's Ron, my favorite man. Yes, Ron, good to see you. Thanks for subduing yourself. Amelia, <laughs> Peter, oh, let's see. Oh, there's one of my favorites too. Macaulay, I can't say your front's name, first name. Howard in uh, Oklahoma, Peter. Jane, white on white. Oh, she's got a little light yellow there today. That's pretty nice. We got Dimitri. <laughs> oh, yeah. Donna, everyone there, I think. And then everyone else here is anonymous. No, there's a few. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a pleasure to see everybody. I hope to see you again this week sometime. And uh, it's nice to see you, Kai. Thank see you. Thank you, you so much. Give me a call, Richard, sometime. Yeah.
Or better yet, just send me money. Forget the call. <laughs> <laughs> you can all donate it tonight. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Nico, right, take it. You you're, you're a lifetime member of Zen Bitslap. Don't forget that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ben, Z, A, Z. Talk to Nico. Z? Z, yeah, Z is a friend. Ah, of Zlatko, Zlatko. Zlatko, yeah. yeah, Zlatko. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get connected, no? Zlatko, you're in uh, Croatia. No, he's in America, but he's from Croatia. Ah, nice, nice, uh, nice. You should come to Croatia. We are uh, uh, expecting you here. Oh, good, yeah, well, I will, as soon as they let us out of the country. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in touch, Norman. Take it easy. Hey. Yeah, Mike. Thank you again, like always. And if you guys want to stay on, Mike will probably you gonna keep the place open a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, my Zoom is acting funny, but what? I think I can. Keep it open. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, thank you. Hey, love to see you, James. Again, everyone. Phil, we'll be in Oz sooner or later. David again. See you all. Z, get in Nico. Z, did you hear Nico? Hey, Mike. All right. Hey, David. See you, man. Bye, Paul. See you guys. Hey, Paul, before you go, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I hate to hold you, man. This is Nick. I couldn't get my Zoom to work, so I saved you my ugly mug the whole show, but uh, I called in. I just wanted to say thank you for the, uh, the Buddha. It totally made. Thank you to Amelia too. Uh, totally made my daughter's day. So. Oh, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Great. Just want to jump in, and save you the phone call. Just connect with you. Thank you. Your Mike. voice, Nick. All right. See you. Right on. Yeah. Hi, Pat. So. How did I get out of you? Oh wait a minute. I'm still trapped. I'm trapped in the Zoom. <laughs> We're just gonna do the meeting over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna keep going to go on twenty four seven. Yeah. No. no. All right. Leave. Um.